0: Welcome to the Perspectives with Catherine Toon podcast.
1: Okay, everybody. Welcome. I have a guest that you probably haven't met before, but you are in for a treat. Welcome, Thor Stone. How are you?
0: I'm doing fantastic. Thank you for having me on, Catherine.
1: Oh, this is so much fun. And I was reading your brand new book, Redeeming Justice. That's a heavy duty title. That is a lot to redeem. And I know you have a very specific take on it. So I'm excited to talk about that today and how you went about uh working on that project and what it means to you. But before we dive in, I thought I'd Read a a little bio for those of you who don't know Thor. Uh, Thor Stone was brought up to believe if you followed the rules, worked hard, and remained honest, that you would have a secure and profitable future. He's since served as a highly regarded healthcare professional for over 20 years. Bless you. However, during that time, he observed hypocrisy, double standards, and political game playing to sideline those targeted, whether it be petty squabbles or retaliate retaliation, sorry, after questioning company policy, he knows from personal experience what it is like to be falsely accused of sexual misconduct in retaliation. I having a problem with that word, but it's a bad word's you know it's a it's a nasty thing, so um I'm okay with my having a trouble with it <laughs> for confronting problematic political and cultural mandates and refusing to toe the line. From that, Thor intimately understands the traumatic consequences from a false allegation, whether it be personally, professionally, emotionally, financially, socially, or spiritually. He also knows what it's like to be cleared and restored following god's blueprint in response wow that is that is heavy duty it sounds like there is a big honking story behind this uh how much of that would you like to share with us just so we know wow where you've kind of come from and then you know how that poured into you writing the book
0: well sure um i let's see here I left uh, pretty much professional training when I was close to 30. Okay. And uh, even during childhood, it was a church background and, you know, the golden rule, treat others, how do you want to be treated and so on. I pretty much lived my life that way. And then uh, to boot, um, my mother uh, was actually, uh, she had to endure uh, sexual harassment in the workplace too. And I remember uh, her coming home. She would never verbalize it to me. I remember her and my dad talking. And uh now that I'm older, I look back on it and I can, you know, fill in the missing pieces. But, you know, just the uh sleepless nights and the stress and the worry and, you know, all, all these things that come into basically making a, a workplace feel not safe for a person. Okay. So, so. When I entered the workforce, there was all these uh trainings on sexual harassment, and it was like, I felt like they really almost like overdid it. And I remember in those trainings thinking, well, who would do that? I've never done that. Like, this is completely not normal, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. So the thing with it is, like, I was, you know, always on board with uh prevention of sexual harassment in the workplace, you know, but um i never uh considered you know uh, what it would be like to be falsely accused of that in the workplace as well you know so um so that's what happened as a quick very brief uh you know uh synopsis uh we had a um i was we were in a a teaching facility i mean another doctor uh and um she wanted to the lady doctor wanted to get involved with the teaching program and uh I said yes because I'm a team player but I mean I-, I couldn't have possibly predicted what would happen uh long story short uh she she was having uh sexual relationships with some of the students now granted what when people hear students it's not like junior high and high school these are uh, adults okay however you know uh it's doesn't seem right if basically an unpaid intern, <laughs> you know, and, uh, the supervisory level, uh, you know, I, I feel like that should be frowned upon. So anyways, that those types of things were, were happening and, and taboo, which is completely outrageous. This is outrageous enough. Uh, there were, um, uh, rumors and substantiated, uh, no less of drug use as well, you know, so this was just turning into this, you know, Big mess, you know, um, and, and, so, uh, that's what happened in the u- university, uh, that was in the students, uh, to our program heard rumors as well. Then at that point, like, you know, the cat's out of the bag. There's a big mess. And so, uh, that's kind of what happened. Then, uh, I had permission. Uh, she wasn't fired. She was just removed as a, uh, adjunct faculty from the program. And, uh, and then in retaliation, she, accused me of uh, sexual harassment or retaliation. And then uh there we were. Okay. Um, and she also um was very charming and she had a lot of protection from people in management leadership that I completely was not aware of. In addition, uh she had uh, the union backing her as well. So she had all these powerful people on her side. I had nobody, you know, and uh and when you said political game playing, that was definitely happening. They're constantly playing, trying to play the gotcha game and uh, like set you up to look bad. It, it was just never ending, you know, but um, but God got me through it. I, I was clean during the whole process. Even the investigators involved said they had nothing on me at the very end. So and this was like basically like a two year process. And, you know, something like that can really take its toll too. with, um, you know, the thing with it is, I think most people can endure stress or stressful moments. If they can see the finish line. Right. Okay. But uh, when there's like, like seemingly no one inside, you know, that can definitely take a toll for sure, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's what, you know, um, kind of led to the story of the book. Then I, I, I resigned, uh, in, in good standing. I, I just resigned. I just didn't want to spend the rest of my career in, in a war zone, if you will. And, um, and working under those type of conditions, I just, I, I left the state just relocated and started over elsewhere. And when I moved, I was determined to never speak of what happened. Uh, no one needs to know. It was, it was embarrassing too, uh, because I, I feel like, you know, most people, if you meet them, then you divulge you were accused of sexual harassment. Was it true? I think they would forever look at you in a different light because, well, are you sure, you know, uh, are, you, are you sure you didn't do that? But, you know, I, I quite frankly, I, I went out of my way to avoid this woman. <laughs> you know, I didn't want to have anything to do with it, you know, or her. Uh, I could just tell right from the get go, she would be volatile and unpredictable. Um, so anyways, I went to another state determined to never talk about it. Uh, some people that knew me well, uh, confided in during the process. Uh, one of them said, uh, you should write a book. And I was just like rolling my eyes. I was like, I have zero. Not just zero, this is this idea I just cannot stand. I don't want to do it at all. And uh like like hell no, I'm not doing that, you know. It was like, no, I'm not doing this. This is awful. And uh and then um, you know, as the, the days and weeks and some months went by, I felt this uh persistent prompting from the Holy Spirit that I should indeed write the book. And I was just like, this is just unbelievable. <laughs> I I I just survived this and I'm left, I'm I'm happy, and then why are y'all getting me involved with writing a book? I, I don't want to do this, you know. But, anyways, I relented, and um, and then before you knew it, like in, in pretty quick order, I had uh, an outline and two chapters already done, and a general idea what I was going to do after that. And um, and obviously, I think this was Holy Spirit inspired, you know, this wasn't just. I'm brilliant and I wrote a book, you know, I definitely had, you know, Holy Spirit leading me along the way, but it wasn't as bad as what I thought it would be or the, or the process wasn't daunting or grueling or those types of things. Um, it was a little intimidating to write a book after you just left, left the night and now you're going write a book about it. You know, mm-hmm. um, I'm not one of these people. I feel the need to get back at them. I just want to be left alone and move on. You know, just forget about me. I'm moving on. Uh, but anyways, uh, so that's kind of what happened, uh, with the book. And, uh, during the process, um, I had talked to some friends about it and it was near unanimous. They said, Oh, well, I have a friend or a friend of a friend that, you know, so it, it quickly became obvious to me, like, holy moly, this is actually more common than, than I think what people realize. And I think it's probably tremendously more common than what people realize. And then, um, so yeah, and then, I was thinking, well, well, this isn't right in society. Um, How can someone make a bold accusation that took like a minute or two to make? Okay. And then there's all this jeopardy for this poor individual having to defend the stuff, usually at much cost. And I think in today's legal system, if you have money or uh, resources, uh you're more likely to be, uh have a good outcome, which I don't think is right either, you know, but that's another topic. But, you know, at most expense and cost, uh, to defend yourself and your reputation and your livelihood over this could take, you know, like for me, a couple of years, mm-hmm. and it just take a minute or two for someone to make this accusation is set back and be entertained by the, you know, the destruction that it could cause. You know, I, I just don't think that's right on so many levels. So, you know, one of the reasons, uh, for the book, I wrote it one, Holy Spirit told me. And <laughs> if I didn't write it, I felt like that nagging, you know, not nagging, but that persistence, like I need to do this, uh, would have just crescendoed more. Didn't,
1: didn't go away.
0: It did. No, did not. Uh, I was hoping it would, but it did not, did not at all. Uh, and then, uh, I wanted to bring, uh, more awareness, uh, to this, uh, and also to what I'm hoping is that there would be more, uh, you know, I'm sure there are laws about making false accusations, but they definitely don't seem to be, uh, enforced. And there needs to be some sort of, like, legal ramifications, um, to making a, a bold accusation about someone like that, like rape, for example, or sexual harassment. Um, that's something with some teeth, but, you know, we do want to, uh, not, uh, inhibit, you know, uh, or impede, uh, women coming forward when they're, wrong they've been done wrong okay but also too th- this nonsense of just making a lie about somebody that, that sh- that's not right either. there's there should be some you know legal consequences uh for that
1: well i'm so, part so. of it too it feels like once the accusation has gone forward uh did it feel like for you that you were guilty until proven innocent did that feel like Oh,
0: absolutely i felt like soon as she made the accusation, I think they were already there at the finish line. Gotcha. Yeah. And 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 it's like uh they were committed to the outcome uh, despite evidence behavior on my accusers then. <laughs> you know, it's like they were like dedicated to uh this outcome. Uh and they would I- ignore anything that would, uh, prove I was telling the truth and they were just like fishing and hunting and distorting anything that made me look bad in the process. And that was something else that was really uh, striking about the whole thing because one, it was just the, uh, the lossing and the acceleration that happened once the accusation was made. It, it was like. You know, uh, picture two cars drag race racing. Once the green light, they floor it. Okay. Mm-hmm. They just, you know, uh, it just, just how quickly things took off, you know, then, uh, another, uh, I think there is, uh, political pressure to make these types of things go away like swiftly and expediently without really much of an investigation. Uh, but, uh, but it was just really surprising when. Like over and over and over again, uh, things would pop up in my favor. Well, hey, you know, this guy is telling the truth and this woman, nothing is showing up. She's telling the truth at all. And, but they kept uh, doubling down at every opportunity to try to engineer like an outcome. Okay. And, and that's what was also uh, hugely disappointing for me because I'm thinking, well, where's the integrity you're you're going to ruin uh, someone's career or possible livelihood over something that's not true. Yeah. Um, like what's wrong with you? Like, you know, cause uh, don't you have like uh, a son or a brother or a dad, like you wouldn't want this to happen to them. I mean, Mm-hmm. Well, if that happened to me, it can happen to anybody. Uh, I was, uh, I faculty, uh, at four universities, but I funneled it down to one for administrative reasons. Uh, and I was, uh, appointed by the governor to my professional state board. And so I had like a lot of good standing. Uh, And a good reputation. And so the thing is, it could happen to me. And I was considered like this Boy Scout rule follower. Okay. Well, I I am, but you know, everyone knew it. You know, I was a rule follower. Everyone knew it. Okay. And then uh, it it was just so if it happened to me, it can happen to anybody, you know. And
1: And I think that's one of the most shocking things about your story because having known you, Thor before this happened, while it was happening, and then how ha- and watching you walk through the process, I'm like, boar, no way. You know, I mean, you're the type of guy, you know, here are the keys to my car, here's the key to my house, you know, just you very trustworthy, right? And so uh so for that to happen to you was a real mind tilt. And um so you're right, it can happen to anyone. And well you know, when sexual harassment really does happen, absolutely, that needs to be taken care of. But we don't want to fall in the other ditch where we're just assuming because people have another an axe to grind or, or something like that. And so uh so how did you how did you handle this? You know, for anyone who's been accused of sexual harassment, it doesn't actually have to be men. But a lot of times it's more of an issue towards that direction. How did you handle that? What would you say to a a gentleman or maybe a woman that is being uh, accused of falsely accused of sexual harassment? Uh, what would you What would you recommend they do?
0: Well, first of all, how I handled it um, probably wasn't well at first. But but when I look back on it, quite frankly, I I don't think. Most people would have handled it very well. You know, that's a, right. like, holy moly, like, uh, what's happening? And then, like I said, just the, the velocity, just how like zero to a hundred, just in, in one second, you know, just how quickly everything, uh, uh, was happening. So, uh, so I had a lot of stress. I was, uh, freaking out, uh, normally, uh, mainly internally because I'm an internal processor, uh, lack of sleep. And, and then you just have this epiphany like whatever was normal 2 or 3 weeks ago. That's over. That's never going to happen again right. it's over. Okay. And uh and then you're, you're trying to uh, do the calculus. Well, if this thing keeps going, does it slow down, like, well, what's going to happen to me, you know, am I going to be homeless and unemployable or something that never happened, you know, and uh and so. So and then after I finally just uh kind of calmed down and got my twenty, uh I was just, you know, praying. I uh you know, like one of my chapters in the book is Find Your Tribe, you know. And then I needed like, hey, here's what's going on, who's on my side, who's in? And then uh and then he's had prayer and, and support and prophetic words and quite frankly uh i needed that centering before i could really hear from the lord myself you know that the, the fog of war concept you know and then i i just felt just very clearly truth would be my defense you know tr- the truth and then at that point i went from a uh, very intimidated very very fearful uh, of the future and there's no hope i didn't even god can save me this is too much for him you know and so it went from that to like Truth will be my defense. Okay. And then after that, I had this resolved uh, to see it through. And um, uh, the thing is, like, uh, the people at work and a lot of people involved with the investigative process who were committed to uh, a lie. Okay, if you will, let's just call it what it is. They were uh, pretty uh, surprised by my response. I think they... Thought I was going to continue to be, to be the Boy Scout and follow orders and dutifully take my beating. Okay. But when I think they were all just uh, supremely surprised that I'm like, no, I'm fighting back and stand my ground. I'm going to stand for the truth. And at that point, I kind of had to uh, because if I left during the investigation, I would have just looked, you know, worse. So I felt like, uh, i'm I'm committed uh to seeing this through and um so uh that's what i I did at first, and since as, as I had the epiphany truth would be my defense and then the rest the stuff just kind of just took care of itself and uh and I did have uh i i feel like some also some supernatural uh, uh help as well uh like during the whole investigative process because I did have someone. Come forward, who I never, ever, ever thought would. Who told the truth, and I uh, verified, and and things just started unraveling. You know, the lie. You know that tightly wound ball of yarn. Hastily, you know, that things just started to unravel and, and some people came forward. And and so the the conspiracy just, just kind of fell in space. And then, uh, during the investigative process, there's a lot of finger pointing. And, you know, at that point, I just kind of sat back and, and watched to watch the conspiracy kind of uh, fall apart. Um, so that's what happened at the very beginning. And then, um, then when I, I, I list these things out, it's, it's probably going to sound, uh, little obvious because the one of them kind of built on the other. But I just want to make it clear uh uh that steps in my book is is not the only way to to get through anything. Okay. First thing you need to hear from the Lord and do what the Lord says, you know. But these are just what helps me. Um so we we found our tribe. Uh and then right away, like you know, we have to address the forgiveness piece, you know, right away because we need to have that peace as well. You know, that peace, that internal peace. And then um you know uh during that process, you know you, you trusted the Lord more you know went through a lot of uh one on one sessions for help me helping me to re- renew my mind with some counseling and then uh your faith is gonna grow during the process, okay then you overcome uh the fear you know I think fear is uh perhaps the number one thing the enemy uses uh, against us, and then overcoming the false accusation by um, blood of the lamb that's already been done, and then the word of our testimony. So if you think about it, overcoming is really simple. The blood of the lamb, which is already done, and the word of our testimony. So it's really simple. A lot of these uh steps I walk through, uh, you don't need um a seminar degree or to be on staff at a church or you know, these are just very simple, uh pragmatic things to, to go through. But I think that's really what the kingdom is like. You know, it's not complicated. It's very simple. Uh, and, and there's a lot of power in it, you know? So, um, so yeah, I mean, it was just very pragmatic, simple steps, simple steps based on biblical and, uh, Christian and uh, biblical, uh, principles. And, and let's say you know, like, you know, the Holy Spirit, uh, did have my back in the process and there was some intervention to have some truth come out during the process as well. So.
1: Yeah, that's amazing, and and you delineate those those steps <coughs> in your book. Yes?
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: yes, yeah. So you said at some point things really turned around. Um, how have you seen the Lord restore and recompense you for you know basically a false allegation that was really um, incredibly traumatic and caused huge upheaval? in your life and threaten to destroy your reputation, your livelihood and your sanity. Right. <laughs> um, so <laughs> is that, is that, I hope I'm not overstating that, but um, no. yeah. <laughs> so how, how have you seen the Lord operating in these these steps or these guidelines? How have you seen the Lord uh, uh, restore and recompense you for a false allegation?
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um... Well, first of all, I mean it's really as a process, and things build on the other, and you might not even realize you're building um, during the process, but but things are happening. Uh, there is progress and there's growth. Um, uh, so for me, and and again, this is me and my story and my experiences. I think everyone's uh, story can be definitely individual, unique for them. You know. Um, uh, but for me, uh I was committed to this career path of working and then retirement. And like a lot of people, I think that would go through any type of, of professional school, whether it be uh to become an attorney or a doctor or uh a PhD in economist and they want to teach at a school or, or whatnot. So they go to school for this and they're they're gonna work this until they, you know, uh, retire. So I was in this this track and uh you know being a a doctor is a noble profession you're helping people and you can make a living from it and support a family you know um but during this process um i feel like uh i, reg- I regained uh, i gained more of a higher uh purpose and a destiny uh i feel uh definitely called to support people who have been uh falsely accused uh obviously my niche would be um you know false accusations sexual misconduct but no, really, I think false accusations in general, you know, I, I, I wonder what the real true percentage is. I think Lord only knows of how many people who are actually in jail who are innocent. I don't know what the percentage is. I'm not saying it's greater than 50. I mean, I, I don't know, but I, I think there is a percentage of people who are, you know, in prison who didn't, you know, are, are actually innocent, you know. Um, so, uh, so. So I do feel called to help help people who've been uh falsely accused. You know, the thing about uh this book, um, I think it, it can help it has like uh I didn't have the intention of doing this, but now that I wrote it and read it several times during the editing process, almost have it memorized, you know. Uh I think this book has a lot of applications just in general, not just getting through like a false <laughs> accusation. I think it, it can help a lot of people with a lot of things because people, you know, need need to develop their faith they need to trust the lord they have need to have their mind renewed uh they need to overcome you know fear and all these things i think that a lot of these things are just walks of life in general but you know let's face it you know when the pressure is high and intensity is high i mean it's it's there like we have to do this we're dealing with this you know and so uh for me uh the justice piece of it was that I I was clean and there were ultimately some consequences, not to a high degree, but it was, there were some consequences for those involved. And then uh, the redemption part for me is, you know, I relocated and um, I'm in a happier spot now than I was back then. And uh, I I have like, I feel like I have like a more of a purpose and living out my why, uh, you know, currently. And uh, so, yeah, that's what I'm doing. And uh, so I'm in a good spot. For sure and and so for people who are going through anything so yes i think my book would help i just want to get just you know re- really clear and I, I think it would um and just uh the steps in the book i don't think you have to go through them in order i just want to make it clear that's just the order that i went through and it made sense for me in my situation but i i don't think you have to do things in order either but i think the book would help if anyone's going through anything uh uh very uh stressful uh in, in particular if they were falsely accused of anything and then not, not just you know um like for men who are falsely accused also too for people walking through them in their life like a spouse or, or a friend uh you know you're gonna need some help along the way hence you know you need to find your people and you need to find your tribe i mean you're gonna have to lean on them and i think that's just the way you know god designed it for relationships i think he wants us to uh, being in a relationship with each other and be there for each other too. I just, I just think that's how God designed it as well. So
1: yeah, that's a beautiful sort of side benefit. You know, you really kind of find out who your friends are. It sounds like uh, God <laughs> also used this uh, to sort of give you a more, more robust uh, fulfilling of your purpose, which is wonderful to help people. So I assume you have a copy. Can you show that to us? It's a, it's a great, I love the cover. <laughs>
0: Yes. Uh, yes. Thank you for thinking about that, Catherine. I would have gotten off and not, not thought about it. So
1: yes. uh, look at so that. So this awesome. one, it
0: looks like Okay, Justice <laughs> by Thorstone. OK. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, it's available on Amazon uh, for paperback and they have the Kindle uh, a version for electronic version. Uh, mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people out there with uh, iPads and tablets and whatnot. So. Like, I have an iPad, which is Apple. So they have uh, an application called books. So if you went to the Apple store and download the book You go to books. Then if you download it from Amazon, the Kindle app is free and it'll go into the Kindle app and you can open it. Um I grew up and went to school back in the day when we had big, big cheap tablets and the number two pencils, you had to sharpen and all this. So I grew up with something to touch and to read. Okay. Uh, however, I, I do have your book and mine as well on, le- and some others on, uh, electronic version as well. And it's also pretty neat too, cause you can bookmark things and highlight and you can make notes. So, um, so I think both, both are good. Okay. Uh, but there, I, I have had people say, oh, I just like the old fashioned book, which is fine, but I think both are, are, are really good, uh, applications. People so, have
1: a preference and you, and you've got it covered for both. Where can people find you if they have questions? Uh, if they're wanting some extra input, uh, where can they find you, Thor?
0: Yes. Uh, and yeah, thank you again, Catherine, uh, uh, for, for doing this, because I would have gotten off without mentioning it. <laughs> so um, so I do have uh, a website and everything pretty much kind of funnels uh, for that uh, from me. So it is thorstone, And I'll even spell that. So T-H-O-R-S-S t o n e dot com and uh it's it's a very simple uh website user friendly easy to navigate and if you need to uh reach out to me i have contact information on there and uh, we can just go from there uh so basically i can help out with uh if you want to have somebody talk to you uh, just need some consulting or get the ball going in the right direction uh as well and um and, and for those uh ministries or life groups or even church leaders that have men's groups and they're you know, uh, if they have a class for uh, the school of hard knocks or whatever, you know, uh, so, you know, uh, I, I'd be happy, uh, uh, to talk or, or, you know, we, we can work something out too. But I, the point is, I'm just available. I'm here to help. And, uh, I, I sincerely uh, do believe that the Lord is leading me this direction. And I do see myself doing something this full time and, and leaving, you know, uh, seeing patients, uh, behind, uh, in the review mirror. Uh, uh uh, sometime soon whatever that exactly that looks like but i do feel like this will be like a a full time as in full-time hours uh, for me to uh, to do so i I do think business will be picking up somewhat soon
1: that is really exciting and such a need uh and i think a lot of times when you're stuck in that situation there's so much shame and so much fear and so much isolation and you're not sure what to do so um you definitely want to pick up a copy of your book, show it again, so everybody can see how fabulous that's looking. Thank you and you can get that on Amazon and apple books correct uh and I will be putting up your uh, contact information for those of you who want to uh, contact Thor. Any final words of wisdom and encourage or encouragement for someone who's going through something like this?
0: yeah uh for sure um you know, the thing of it is when it, if something does happen and we, we don't want it to, but, but it might, uh, it'll be very jarring at first, but, uh, just take heart, you know, the Lord has a thousand and one ways to get you, uh, through this and that those are exhausted. There's some, probably a thousand and one more. Okay. So the thing of it is, uh, you know, uh, like with me, uh, I just realized, you know, uh, the Lord and the Holy Spirit and, and, you know, the Heavenly Father are going to be the best GPS you can have. And they know that from the beginning, and they can uh, walk you through it at the at the right step and turn and at the right pace and, and so on uh so the thing with ends like the you know the normal thing you can do is just hey you know uh, develop your relationship with the Lord and uh your faith will grow because of it and your your trust uh the trust uh factor there uh will be there uh will will get better as well. You know, um, I spent uh, a big portion of my life. I grew up uh, going to church. Okay. So I didn't really understand when I was a kid, not going to church. I felt like that was just, it was like going to school. It's just what you did, you know? And so, you know, I, I went through all that. I did not go to any type of Bible college or anything, but, uh, you know, I was a, uh, a pastor. It wasn't a paid position, you know, at one point in my life. And I was life group leader and, Uh, uh, team leader for some prayer teams and healing teams and prophetic teams and so on. You know, so the thing with it is, uh, not that I'm getting my resume, so to speak, but, you know, so the thing is, I have like this history, this walk with the Lord, you know, but when this happened to me, it was still very jarring. It, it's so like, I wasn't like really prepared for it, you know, but, you know, the thing is, uh, the Lord can handle it, you know, you just have to have relationships like, with the Lord and, and all right, step one, what do we do, you know, then, and go from there. And, uh, I really do feel like the Holy Spirit will intervene and. Uh, give you help and uh people on along, along the path. Okay. And, and to, and to get through this, you know, and uh then, you know, you're going to need people, you're going to need your tribe, you know, uh, and they'll be there for you. Okay. So, but yeah, I guess that would be my, my parting comments, you know, so, you know, take heart, even if it does happen and it seems very daunting, but you know, there is a way and the Jesus said he is the way. So there's a the way there's Jesus. Okay. Oh, and then one he, way or
1: the he, other is going to turn out. Yes. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's amazing. It's been amazing to watch you through this journey. Um and 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 just how much your your faith and your intimacy with the Lord has really skyrocketed um because you've had to seek him so much and that's a, that's something that you have forever. So, well everybody go out and get a copy of uh of Thor's book and uh co- go find him. I'll give uh put the contact information in the notes and Laura, thank you so much for joining. I know you're, this is going to be an answer to prayer for so many people who are really struggling and feeling alone in that struggle. And I think that's amazing. So thank you for joining.
0: Yeah. And uh, thank you again, Catherine, uh, for having me on. Uh, I feel like if I'm on Catherine's podcast, I have arrived. Okay. So (laughs) no, but yeah, seriously, thank you for having me on. I I really love uh, being on podcasting and just talking and helping in general. And uh, to me, this has been a lot of fun and thank you again for, uh, put me on your calendar and I'm glad to be on and I'd be happy to come back again. Just let me know.
1: Okay. Well, we'd love to have you back. And it has been super fun. Everybody find Thor and uh, share this with someone who needs this. Thank you everybody for watching. And thanks once again, Thor.
0: Thanks for joining us on this episode of Perspectives with Catherine Toon. For additional information and resources,
1: please visit catherinetoon.com.